You've been up since 5.30? I'm driving. I've already been dancing in my kitchen, listening to the 1975. I'm eating snacks. It's been a great Saturday morning not at work. I was up at 5, but then I went to sleep. Wherein lies the problem. I've been doing things. Hi, my name's Jesse. I'm not working today. <laughs> so and I can do all the, the activities. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've had two coffees. Like, I'm on it. Dang. I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> what? My yawn? Yeah, you just have me like, oh my gosh, I've had so much coffee. I'm ready. I've done this. I've done this. And then, like, a yawn in the background. It's very typical of Jesse and Amanda behavior. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Are we, uh, are we in? We're in. There was that one section of time where I was really, really mad at the Packers, and I didn't even want to talk about sports, but we're through that. I'm still mad, but, like, we've recovered some. I have a question for you. It's an old question, but it's a question that it's been burning my mind. Yeah. How hurt were you? When the Brett Favre said that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't finish in Green Bay. I think it hurts me because I think it's true. So, yeah, the draft, um, I was super pumped up for it, super ready. And by the end of round one, I was like, well, (laughs) we're all done here. But then, like... I kind of got over it, and I was on board, but it was what followed that made me so mad, because I don't even care that the Packers wanted to trade up for Jordan Love. Like, if they thought he was going to be the replacement quarterback, and they thought that, like, this guy was it, it doesn't even bother me so much that they traded up to get him, but how are you not going to pick up a wide receiver like second round or in the draft at all? They never got a wide receiver. And I feel like that's what we needed. So you're Stephen A. Smith. When he says, I understand the draft is just getting started and that J love has talent, but how about prioritizing help for my man, Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Like they screwed him over so so obviously that it makes me so mad because they did not get anything that will really help this year and I am aware that what they did last year like I know they made it to the NFC championship game but I was never super comfortable with how they were playing like I do think their record was better than what the team actually was. Um, But, yeah, I don't know how you can take a team that was one game 
away from the Super Bowl and not get anything that's going to help this upcoming year. So I think you'll you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that that's what happened the season before with the Packers. The draft came and went, and who's going to help Aaron? Yeah, and at first, whenever I had messaged you that I was worried that they were going to grab a quarterback, like, I'm well aware that we are almost out of the Aaron Rodgers era. Like, I get that. He's 35. But then, like, I had kind of turned it because, (laughs) ma'am, I'd kind of turned it because I was like, okay, no, this is fine. Like, the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was 35. Like, yes, yes, all the right things. Yes, let's do it. But then the rest of the draft was such a complete joke to me that they didn't get really anything that's going to help this year. Also, I thought we probably needed another linebacker last year, and then we lost Blake Martinez in free agency. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm so disappointed overall. That's understandable. I, I also understand that we have maybe a different offense now. Like, we don't have Mike McCarthy anymore. I'm open to changes, but I just don't see how what they did is going to help this upcoming year at all. This year's going to be so crazy. That's, what? that's it. I'm just sad. That's it. Yeah. Sad. Draft in conclusion. I am sad. It's just kind of a bummer. You always, you just kind of come out of it again, feeling like things could have gone a little bit better. Yeah. And then of course it, then it spun like all these headlines, like Rogers era and green Bay almost over, not Aaron Rogers Packers anymore. And then, of course, everyone had to start talking about how he's not going to be a good mentor. And I'm like, could we just, like, give him a minute? Like, he just got screwed over. And my understanding is he even reached out to Jordan Love. So, like, so far, so good. But I don't know. It's just not the kind of attention I wanted for my baby Aaron. We don't have, like, a Big Ben situation when he was like talking about Mason Rudolph and he was like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to help him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just so sad. That's it. And it's like the second I had wrapped my brain around them drafting a quarterback first round, like I was okay with that. And then what all followed, I'm like, oh, okay. I see what we're doing here, and I'm not on board. Understandable. I can't even remember what the Chiefs did because I got stunned. They did. They picked up a little quarterback as well. Um, It wasn't as big of news as the Jordan Love pickup, of course, but the Chiefs picked up a quarterback. To me, they stayed fairly quiet during the draft. Yeah, and then I know the – Ones from OU that got drafted, like, I wouldn't have put them, (laughs) like, that's just not ideal to me. I know C.D. Lamb went to the Cowboys, which, like, fine, fine, but it's hurtful. And then Jalen Hurts to the Eagles. And then Kenneth Murray went to the Chargers. 
he can wear that cool new uniform. I like those uniforms. Out of all the new ones, that's the one I like. It's the color scheme. They could have probably done whatever they wanted with that color scheme, and I would have been like, looks good. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, big hot news was the Jordan Love. Yeah, and I guess if, like, grand scheme of things, we're going to say NFL draft hot or not, it was super not for me. I'm so hurt. It was not. The NFL went ahead and released the schedule on time, as promised. Have you gotten into your schedule? Yeah. um, Yeah, I kind of looked over the Packers and the Chiefs just because I got to know what y'all are doing, too. And I think one of the biggest ones I noticed straight away, this isn't Packers or Chiefs, but um, the Bucks play the Saints in week one. So we're going to get a little Brady-Drew Brees matchup, and I think that's fun for week one. The Chiefs play the Texans September 10th. That's like the kickoff day. So, and that'll be a home game. So I think that'll be really fun. One thing I noticed about the schedule is on September 14th for Monday Night Football and ESPN, they're doing a doubleheader. And I'm like, oh. hi, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can barely make it through the first game. So the Titans will pay the, play the Broncos at 920 our time. Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> that game's going to be on till 1 in the morning. Yeah, it is. But, okay. <laughs> so, when I was looking at the Chiefs stuff, I noticed week 4, they play the Patriots, and I thought that would be an interesting game. But then, I feel like the Chiefs schedule kind of amps up towards the end, which isn't super ideal. I mean, I guess it is getting you ready for playoff football, but the Chiefs play at the Tampa Bay Brady's for week 11. At the Tampa Bay. I think it's pronounced Tampa. Tampa Bay. Tampa. And then week 14, Chiefs at Saints. So those were ones that kind of stuck out to me. It was nice that even though all this is going on, they did release the schedule Because now I have something to, like, look forward to, potentially. The thing about the Chiefs, though, is they have several home games scheduled. Like, it seems like quite a bit more. And it was that way before as well. So, towards the end of the season. Yeah. Packers-wise, they open week one at the Vikings. Who we beat twice last year. Let's keep that streak going. Write that down. Yeah, write it down. And then week three, Packers at Saints. And that's a Sunday night football game. So hopefully that will go okay. And then week nine at the 49ers. That's the game I'm really looking forward to. I did notice the only time we're playing Green Bay on the schedule is a preseason game, and it's the last preseason game, which I believe that's the way it was last season as well. Yeah, I think so. I think it was the last one. I mean, not that I can recall too much because we know how I feel about preseason. Yeah, overall, it's good to look at the schedule. It's kind of good to have a little normalcy there. 
even though we don't know because it's all of preseason is to be it's weird to me because all of preseason is to be announced but then the yeah. regular schedule's <laughs> fine and I'm like okay did you see I guess this is my first official hot or not did you see Tom Brady entered the wrong house when he was trying to visit the Bucks offensive coordinator <laughs> no so <laughs> the headline said that he had walked into the wrong house and like he didn't knock anything he just blew in and he yes. was <laughs> one house over from where he was supposed to be which <laughs> can you <laughs> can you just imagine like chilling in your house and then like there's Tom Brady and then but then like Tom Brady Tampa Bay <laughs> rolls in and he's like what's up guys <laughs> I can just see the look on his face when he was like oh you know but then everybody was getting mad because the Florida governor had just signed an executive order limiting people's movement outside of their home for just being essential stuff. So everybody was mad at him because he's just out here doing what he wants again. And then Tom Brady had tweeted, trespassing in parks, breaking and entering, just making myself home in Tampa Bay. <laughs> And how does this make you feel, ma'am? <laughs> I mean, I want to initially resist all things Tampa, but at the same time, I'm I do kind feel of like really into it. I, I think don't know. I think it's kind of hot because I feel like this is like Florida Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. And it's like a whole different situation all of a sudden. Like, I think I only hated Tom Brady when he played for the Patriots. Like, it was that pairing that I couldn't get on board with. But he is acting outrageous in Tampa Bay, and I'm kind of here for it. I'm not going to go that far that I only hated him in New England. It's definitely crossed my mind. Could this be, like, a Peyton Manning, now that he doesn't play football, I love him? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But he is acting up in Florida, and generally I'm kind of here for it. So I would say it's, like, stoking the fire. Not, like, five fire emojis, but, maybe like, maybe, like, two. We're stoking some embers. Yeah. I guess maybe I just hated him before, and now I kind of love to hate him. Like, every time I see a new headline and he's acting up, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. He is having a big time down in Florida quarantine. <laughs> okay. I saw that on June 14th, there's going to be a new 30 for 30 about the 1998 home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Now, I remember watching this as a kid with my mom and my mom making me watch the games and watching the home runs and how it was very cool to watch. So I'm excited to check out the 30 for 30. But at the same time, there's always the question, should steroid era baseball players be in the Hall of Fame? Hot or not? I... Because everyone a, was doing it. That's always yeah. the... I have a hard time with the steroid stuff. I feel like if you got busted, you should not be in the Hall of Fame. 
And that is super difficult for me to even say because everybody knows that, yes, I talk about Derek Jeter all the time, but I also loved and, and still love Andy Pettit, and he was busted. So it is difficult for me to say, but, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time thinking that somebody that used that type of aid would be in the Hall of Fame when someone else had worked for it differently. So I know so this would be a situation. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's, this would be a situation where you would say, even though a lot of people are saying that it was even that the use was even encouraged, that we should have know better, do better, don't do steroids. I just have a really hard time with it. And I know that more people were probably doing it than what was even reported. And I know that there's really probably no way to get everybody but I just have a really hard time with it I wouldn't like be out there with with a pitchfork if they did put people in the hall of fame I kind of feel the same way you do I'm kind of torn I feel like there's arguments for both sides but generally I think with what we've seen with all the cheating Astros Red Sox cheating scandal etc etc however many more people were involved in that too that aren't being talked about because we know it's more yeah i mean i don't know i, I don't know what's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander like if there's going to be rules then are they for everyone or no yeah and i guess if they did start putting people in the hall of fame in my head it would still be different you know, like, I can't forget that they were busted for steroids, so I don't know. I don't know. That's okay. Now I'm just sad about Andy Pettit. We went from Aaron Rodgers to Andy Pettit. And hey, now I'm, sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I do have, we're going to say a happy one. It's difficult for me to admit that, but. Oklahoma is now the first program since the modern seven-round draft was introduced in 1994 to see three consecutive quarterbacks drafted in three years. They had Baker, Kyler, and then Hertz. So, credit where credit is due. I feel like that's pretty fancy. That's my yes queen. I know it's kind oh, of old no. news, <laughs> but that was my yes queen, even though I had a really tumultuous relationship with Jalen, like you said, credit where credit is due. And anytime we're talking good about Baker May and not bad, I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) And then while we're talking about OU players, I know you saw C.D. Lamb grab his cell phone out of his girlfriend's (laughs) hand at the draft. I know. (laughs) And I liked it because in the headline, uh, or the little bit underneath it, the description, it said that he hilariously shows off his impressive reflexes when grabbing his phone back from his girlfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> what's on there, CD? Why can't she hold your phone? I don't know if it was super hilarious, but it was super motivated. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had a purpose, for sure. 
And now, like, anytime somebody says his name, that's what I'm going to see. I'm like, just change your passcode, bro. (laughs) Yeah. My next one, you know we got to talk about it. Alan Iverson's social distancing public (laughs) service announcement. I loved it. I loved it. First of all, you know I love that iconic practice rant. Like, I watch it maybe five to six times a year. Just, like, go look up the video and watch it because I love it that much. So I was super here for it. We're just talking about social distancing practice. Hashtag stay at home. Stay safe. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) I'm here for it. I, I thought it was super hot. Thank you for those wise words, Alan Iverson. Yes, yeah. it's hot. <laughs> Did you see that Giannis had his social media account hacked? Yes, I had that as one. I mean, obviously it's not hot because some of those tweets, in my understanding, were very inappropriate and or cruel. Yeah. I just saw that the tweets were targeting his teammate, Chris Middleton, and then LeBron James, Steph Curry, and then even the late Kobe Bryant. I didn't actually see the tweets. Me neither. And I couldn't, like, find them afterwards. So whoever handled that for Giannis did it very well because I can't even find them now. Yeah, I'm like, whoever handled that needs, you know, I might need to hire them. <laughs> Can you clean up some of my business as well? Because it's just gone. So, overall, not hot. I know that Giannis' girlfriend, like, tweeted and was like, he was hacked. This is terrible. We're very sorry. Yeah. But, no, I could find no evidence of tweets. And I'm like, that's some good work. (laughs) Yeah, whoever was the cleanup crew, they really got in there. We'll just throw my next hot or not out there because, well, I don't think it's very hot. But the NFL has discussed moving some games to Saturdays if college football postpones the season. Would you be down for watching pro football on a Saturday? I freaking guess the NFL is going to do whatever they want anyway. (laughs) They're like, we will continue and we'll play football every night. Okay, thank you. (laughs) We'll play double headers. Yeah. This is like a Dr. Seuss book. We will do this. We will do that. And Roger Goodell will tell you to mind your own damn business. I just, I don't know. In my No head, hypothetical discussions allowed. <laughs> and I'm like, can you tell people they can't have hypothetical discussions, sir? I don't think he has that authority. I don't think so either. I guess, like, I just, obviously I would watch the games, but my weekend consists of college football on Saturday pro football on Sunday. Well, and that's what they're counting on is that if we don't have shit else to do, then we're going to watch pro football. (laughs) And they're right. Like I would, but it would just feel wrong in my head. I feel like that this is a good segue to, to talk about one of my hotter knots and we can just lump it into one because um, the big 12 along with others are are counseling preseason football media days And the quote in the interview or the quote, yeah, the quote in the interview that I read says all of the commissioners and every president I've talked to is in clear agreement. If you don't have students on campus, 
you don't have student athletes on campus. Yes, I have seen some conflicting stuff because on Thursday, the Big 12 commissioner says that college football can still be played this fall, even if universities are operating 100% online. Mm -hmm. And to me, I didn't like that update. Like, I would never want to put these student athletes at risk just for the sake of having football on Saturdays. I mean, the NFL is like, we got you covered anyways, but I would never want that. Like, of course, I want college football back, but I want it to be safe for them. So I wasn't super on board with that. And neither was the NCAA president, because on Friday he was like, yeah, fall sports are unlikely to happen if campuses remained closed. So I feel like it's the same conflicting information we're getting from the NBA, too, because yes. it's like, oh, well, we can still do a playoff in city to city or like in two cities. We can't have people flying everywhere, which is fair. But at the same time, then they're like, no timetable. Now we're not going to talk about anything till June. And so I kind of feel like it's the same. So but at this I, then point, like, what if there's no college football? I don't know what that does because then or basketball. I was super looking. Well, yeah, I was super looking forward to this upcoming football season because Spencer Sanders isn't a baby anymore. Cuba and Tylen Wallace came back to me. This was supposed to be my moment, and now there may not be any football. Honey, Spencer Sanders versus Spencer Rattler, 2020. Spencer Rattler. I know. And I'm so sad. <laughs> but, of course, like, if it's not safe, I get it. But I just hate how one day you get Les Miles being like, we're going to play college football in the fall. And I'm like, well, which is it? Like, stop sending me mixed signals. <laughs> we're either playing I, or we're not. I think that that's why, even though I do think that the NFL has been a little wild during all of this, at the same time, I kind of like it. They've been the most consistent for me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like after, I feel like the NBA set the precedent where they were like, shut it down. Yeah. You know, whereas everybody else was kind of teetering about what to do. But then I feel like they came in strong and now they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do have another college football, hot or not. Well, it's kind of college and pro, I suppose. But the entire LSU offense is now in the NFL. Every eligible player from their offense is either drafted or signed as an undrafted free agent. And I feel like that's pretty impressive. I don't know if you remember me talking about that O-line. Yeah. Before OU played LSU. But, ma'am, <laughs> they should have all got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was impressive. I'm trying to remember where Joe Burrow went. Did he go to the Bengals? I feel like he did. Was he number one? No. You know, I don't know. Isn't that awful? I kind of blacked it out. I feel like 
he maybe went to the Bengals. And then I immediately thought out, thought of how he was like, don't put me on a bad team. Oh. And I'm like, there you go, sweetheart, and get in there. Wait, this just in 15 hours ago, Joe Burrow still hasn't signed with Bengals, citing waiting to see about coronavirus. Wow. Hmm. So he hasn't even he hasn't even agreed to sign. I didn't know he hadn't signed. I didn't know that either. That's very interesting. Hmm. I guess we'll see how that plays out. Can you not do that? Like can you just be like, nah, coronavirus? I mean, I feel like you can definitely not sign with them, but then does that just make you a free agent because I don't feel like it should work like that or more people would do that (laughs) has a first round pick number one pick not signed before this is something I'm going to have to look into I feel like you shouldn't be able to do that but I I feel like he also just did so (laughs) I don't know I feel like if Baker had to go mess around in the dog pound and get chewed on all season then freaking Joe Burrow better get his ass up there with those cats. And I think let him so know too. What time it is? Yeah. Be a leader. Baker's out here in the trenches, sir. You gotta get him there too. Do it better than him. Show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be yeah. the story? Well, the XFL is bankrupt. <laughs> they were in. And they were out. They had, for five weeks, this is my favorite quote, <laughs> no extra points, shorter play clocks, kick, inventive kickoff formats, in-game interviews, open celebrations, and celebratory hard seltzer chugging post-game. And I'm like, maybe that's why they're <laughs> bankrupt. <laughs> maybe. It was the seltzer. I mean, maybe the in-game interviews would be interesting, but I could also see how that would go poorly. I just think it's sad. I don't think it's hot. I can't believe they're five weeks, we out, (laughs) we ain't got no money. When I got the update that they weren't, like, even in talks of coming back, I was like, dang. I didn't even have a chance to, like, check it out, really. It was like... It was like amateur night at the bar. Like, they came, they saw, oh, they partied. No. They, overdrew, so they overdrew their bank account, oh, left no. their card at the bar overnight, and had to go home. Left the tab open, went home. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I guess if we're doing, like, an XFL in review, hot or not, it's probably not. Like I know. No one's going to talk about it again. At least I don't have to feel bad for not watching because I was kind of starting to feel guilty. (laughs) That's true. For not checking it out. I mean, at least Bob Stoops got paid. I mean, maybe (laughs) he didn't. I don't know. Maybe if they're bankrupt. I don't know. But I feel like there's definitely contracts involved there. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Okay. I mean, we've kind of already discussed this and how hurt and offended I am, but former NFLer Ryan Clark says he can't think of a more miserable mentor than Aaron Rodgers after Packers draft Jordan Love. 
Ooh, that's out. That's a that's a hurtful one. Now, this is- obviously, I haven't like met Aaron myself, but I feel like he just gets a really bad name sometimes. This is not the first time that we're hearing that Aaron is very difficult to work with, ma'am. I know. I mean, and I it's, just, okay, it's okay to love him anyway, but at any I just point, feel are like, you considering that he might be the issue? <laughs> I don't, ma'am, I don't know, because there are reports of people being like, yeah, hate him, can't work with him. But then you also have teammates that are like, no, he's wonderful. Everything's great. So I just don't know who to believe. Do I think he, he's at least a minor turd burglar absolutely but is he the worst mentor ever for Jordan Love I mean I don't know time will tell but that statement was just really hurtful to me I don't these think are I hurtful would go times as... for me right now okay I don't think I would go as far as probably saying like the worst mentor ever like I think that's a little bit of a stretch but I do think at some point we might have to consider. And it's okay to love him. You love people as they are. I mean, we're about to find out really quick. I mean, I'm fully aware that maybe the statement's true. I hope it won't be true. But I guess we'll see. You're like, but I love him anyway. I feel like he's petty enough, though, that he'll be the best mentor ever, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell, because I guess the NFL is still playing. Oh, yeah. We're still on schedule. I already kind of brought this up a little bit, but it's still one of my hotter knots. But it's only because I'm so flabbergasted throughout this whole thing about Roger Goodell and him saying he doesn't want anyone engaging in any hypotheticals about the coming season. And I'm like, you can't do that. I know. Like, you can't tell people what they can talk about, sir. <laughs> but I then, like, like, you also have to, like, I feel like it's putting people in a position, too, where, like, if they wanted to discuss hypotheticals, like, are you going to rat me out? <laughs> I mean, I do like that we're still getting regular NFL news, but I think we have to discuss the fact that the season may be altered, and he's just like, no, shut it down. We're fine. Which is a coping mechanism that I actually (laughs) was just speaking about. It's called the ostrich. Yes. You just bury your head down and pretend like nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean, carry on as normal. Part of it I find hot because we are still pretty normal NFL wise. And with basketball and baseball, they're like, we're on, we're not, we're on, basketball's canceled forever. Like the back and forth is what's driving me crazy. So, Roger, for now it's hot. I still don't think you can do that. But (laughs) overall, I guess it's hot. I think I have two left. Perfect. Oh, wait. I'm a liar. I have three left. Perfect. One's super hurtful to me, though. Okay. So we've kind of 
already touched on steroids and all of that, but former Yankees slugger Jason Giambi, who was busted for steroids, says Astro's sign-stealing scandal is no different than PED use. Hmm. We've talked about this before. Part of the statement, I think, is hot. I think that him being accountable for using steroids is very hot. He's like, yeah, I cheated just like they cheated. But I do still feel like it's a player situation versus an organization situation. I agree with that. So I do like that he's like, no, like, we cheated as well. But I just feel like that was a whole organization doing it. So I don't think that quite equates steroid usage. Maybe that's just because I'm still so mad about all the Astros stuff. But what's your take on it? I feel like that it's a hard, I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges and that it's not that, I mean, people want things to be that easy, but in my head, they're just not. Like, I really agree with what you say about the individual versus the team. And I mean, and there's always the argument too that, um, you know, like we talked about before the MLB and management being involved in condoning steroid use during the steroid era. So I guess that could be considered a team issue as well. But, you you know, how can you prove it? I don't know. It's a tough one for me. Do you have any others? Well, to me, this is pretty hot. I don't know if I can believe it. I want to believe it. Give me something to believe. The MLB is planning on starting the season late June, but no later than July 2nd. A discussion for a 3-10 team division and expanding the postseason is in the works. I mean, at this point, I'm like, it's hot. Give me something. If you had to choose baseball or football, what would you choose? Oh, that's so rude. <laughs> that is so I didn't rude. Say if you had You're going to make baseball. me pick between Aaron Judge and Aaron Rodgers, and I'm kind of really mad at you right now. The battle um, of the Aarons. It's not like I asked you to choose between baseball and basketball. I just feel like you're being so rude right now. Okay, no, I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer. So I am super frustrated with the Packers, and I'm very fearful that my baby Aaron Rodgers will not have the help that he needs. And I feel like this time frame has hopefully only given Aaron Judge some time to heal. So maybe I'll still get my healthy season out of him. So I'm going to go baseball. It's hurtful. That's fair. I but would choose baseball. I'm leaning baseball. But that would be a long winter, girl. Dang. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> It'd be a long winter. Because, I mean, is there any movement from hockey? So, I did have, I actually have like a little Tim Tebow section this week. I am starting to get excited. Okay. And 
mostly it's just because each league is at least kind of discussing how they're going to come back. So we've had that talk with baseball. Football's like, yeah, we're good. What's up? Basketball's super back and forth. And then for hockey, they said they don't have an actual schedule, but plans are kind of taking shape. And they're kind of thinking a December start is on the table, kind of like with basketball for the 2021 season. And then they mentioned that they're kind of looking at a 24-team playoff situation, which I don't know if that just means the end of the regular season is done. We're just looking at playoffs because that is quite a few playoff teams. That even means that clubs with a 500 or better record would be in the playoffs. So we're starting to kind of see some movement from hockey. And then I'm super excited that they finally had that NBA all-player call. That was last night on Friday. Yes. So did you have a chance to read that article? I've read a couple of articles, but I didn't really get in there. So the biggest takeaways from the call that I could find is that they said that the decision may still go into June. So we're still quite a ways out. And I know they said that I think the last update we got was that they wouldn't even talk about it until May. So that's kind of defeating, but I also understand. And it had mentioned that there would be no fans in attendance. And it said in the article as well that 40% of league revenue comes from fans. Yes, I did read that part. And they're saying that fans may not be able to go to games until there's a vaccine available. So that was super defeating to me. But also, if we could even just watch basketball, I would take that over anything. I did see they were talking about, like, Orlando or Las Vegas and – that Which it would be safer sense. to do things in, like, one or two locations. The quote that I have down is, the goal isn't to have you go to a market for two months to sit in a hotel room. Which is fair. I feel like that there is a lot of stuff to consider there. And I liked that they said that they're still hopeful for a seven-game playoff format. Like, obviously, we want the most basketball we can get. And I know they were kind of back and forth. I think earlier in the week, they said that they did not want professional sports testing players that are asymptomatic, but then it came out that I think they're saying if a player tests positive, they would be quarantined, and they're hoping to have daily testing, so... Here's I don't the thing know. That seems like a lot to, to ask the players to do. The thing that's most frustrating to me is I feel like, yeah, they're still trying to push this seven-game playoff situation. But then at the same time, they're like, but we're not going to talk about anything until May or June. Like, there's just – I feel like, again, I know I said this earlier, the NBA was, like, the first in there to set the precedent to shut it down. But then, like – They've also been the most, like, back and forth, 
Yeah. And I know it's because of what happened with Rudy Gobert and the way all that went down. Like, I know you have to be careful. I know there's factors. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I said this last night. I'm My feelings are clouded. My judgment is clouded by my feelings, I should say, because I'm so hurt still of that this could be the way this Thunder season ends and we'll never see what I we know. could have done. I know. It's I'm so, so hurtful. And then we've seen all the stuff about the Knicks wanting Chris Paul. And I'm yes. like, what if this season is just over and we and move on it. with this rebuild? And we lose pieces that we loved, you know, and then we didn't even get to finish out the season. That's absolute worst case for me. The NBA did open practice facilities May 1st. And so players are rotating in practicing. They are being tested. I feel like I read as they're going into practice facilities. And I know this is like the Debbie Downer outlook. But I cannot say that I haven't thought of this. What if, like, this season's over, the Thunder stripped down the team? What if Steven gets traded and the last award I gave him was my cupcake award? It's very concerning, man. <laughs> I'm very sad. Steven and I cannot end this way, okay? I just need some form of basketball back. I'm sure we'll find a way to make it right. But on that bad note, I do have a good note, basketball-related. Forbes listed Oklahoma City Thunder fans as the number eight most passionate fans in all of American sports. Okay. And number two most passionate fans in the NBA. Okay. And we have reliably sold out the Chesapeake Energy Arena since 2012. Okay. And I'm like, okay, talk about me more. I'm okay with it. But then this is where you know Kevin Durant slides in. Because we can't, like, have a positive Thunder update without him acting out a little bit. And he had responded to somebody on Twitter. The account was at HP Basketball. And they were kind of commenting on how everyone's talking about how Giannis may go to Golden State now. And the quote was, as with KD, whatever Giannis does is his decision, and it isn't a moral choice. It's a professional choice which impacts his life, even if there are impacts on other people. I'll be disappointed, just like I was with KD, if he bails, but not in him, just that it happened was the quote, and Kevin responded, sensitive ass, and I'm like, okay, like, you're just so good at interacting with other people, and I saw that, and I was kind of in, and then I saw, this is, like, where this is all going, this was my favorite part of it all, of course, some people from Thunder Twitter had to kind of get in there, too, and Matt Tyranny, I think that's how you say his name, NBA, he quoted under Kevin's little response, and he said, Google search says you probably have a diaper rash. Some ointment will fix that right up. 
And I got an extreme giggle out of that. Sensitive and I love that we're still ass. Yeah, sensitive ass. I love that we're still out here kind of trolling Kevin. It's the one constant in my life right now. The original quote is also so well thought out and so poignant about it just being a decision. It's not personal. And for him to come through and call him a sensitive ass for making a really poignant opinion about how he would feel if Giannis went to Golden State. Yes. Like, yeah. that just, to me, continues over and over and over again to solidify that it wasn't just business for Kevin. It was personal because he still cannot shut up. He cannot let it go. And I feel like the second he saw KD and the word bails, that's when he couldn't handle it. Because I thought that the first quote was very well thought through. Absolutely. And he's allowed to have that opinion. But for Kevin to be so triggered, I'm like, who's the sensitive ass here? Because I don't think it's the original quote. I'm like, it's you, Kevin. You're still sensitive about it, which is why you're out here still commenting about it. What a turd. Turd burglars. Check that diaper rash. I was literally just giggling to myself on Twitter that night. Need some ointment. I have one last hot or not. Me too. I know you got the update, and I kind of talked with you about it briefly, that they captured Kobe Bryant's final season with the Lakers in an all-access, behind-the-scenes look. And you mentioned the future Kobe documentary, and it's absolutely going to crush me. Like, I I will watch it. I want to watch it. But it's going to absolutely crush me, which is why I have not watched episode five or six, because I know Kobe's in that episode. I did like episode three and four of The Last Dance. I think three was the Rodman episode. And then four kind of talked about the love of my life, Phil Jackson. And triangle offense and the 1998 Bulls versus the Lakers. And I was really into episode four. But then I started five and I saw Kobe and I turned it off. I was not open to receive. So I'm going to try okay. to watch five and six this weekend and then seven and eight when they're on Sunday night. That's okay. I literally, like, I heard his voice and I was like, Y'all should have put some warnings on this episode, okay? And yeah, I just turned but, like, it off. Warning labels. These are yeah. sensitive times. I was just, like, minding my business on a Sunday, ready to watch the new episodes. And then I was crying. And I was like, I'm not watching this <laughs> right no. now. So I'm going to try and get in there this weekend. But if I can't even make it through that, how, I'm go- how am I going to make it through a whole Kobe documentary? I don't know, girl. So I'm... I'm excited because yes i want to see all of that but i'm also kind of hurt that's natural but we did get the philip episode in episode four i was here for that one this is where my oh honey comes in to play you haven't watched three or four have you no it's okay you're gonna get there i'm so far behind I really liked three and four. Like, one and two I thought were very, very good. 
but I think I liked hearing more about Rodman and Phil. Yeah. So I, I was really into three and four. Nice. Tell me everything about Phil. I'm available. <laughs> I do if one more hot or not. I saw that Smoking Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari <laughs> are getting a divorce. And sources say, the source was not named, but sources say that Cavallari views herself as very polished and put together, and Cutler is lazy and unmotivated. The quote is, she was growing increasingly impatient with him. He was supposed to take this job at Fox Sports and have a life after football that would get him up and do something, and instead he backed out, and this was three years ago, and then he joined the Dolphins. That didn't pan out well, and he was left with no TV gig, and then she had to get the reality show for them. Dang, that's icy. I I mean, I feel like Jay's just out here trying to live his best life. His best Mitch McGarry life. What does Mitch do? I still don't know. Exactly. Um... An entrepreneur of sorts. (laughs) Of sorts, yes. I, wow, like, that statement is icy, but I can't really see where she's not telling the truth. I mean, obviously, I don't know either of them, but I can see how what she's saying would be frustrating. I feel like she's like, you bumming around doing nothing is stressing me out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Enter smoking Jay Cutler, and that's <laughs> that's the end of the conversation, I feel. I mean, I think her being able to say that is pretty hot, but if what she's saying is true, then that makes him pretty not hot. But, I mean, does he, he have a rebuttal? NFL career. I mean, if he, if he doesn't want to do anything, then... I need to see his rebuttal. Like, let's hear his side of things before we, like, lock in completely. But I can see why that would be frustrating. And then she's like, then I had to get us this TV show. (laughs) So do we go watch the TV show now? (laughs) Am I officially in? I feel quarantine things (laughs) yeah but then again I haven't even watched the last dance so you know me committing to a new show is probably not gonna happen that's true I mean if I have nothing else to do in quarantine maybe I'll just get in there for my official opinion I haven't watched anything um I've been watching the challenge still like I can't not watch that but even RuPaul's Drag Race I'm behind Maybe three, four episodes now. I don't even know why. Like, what am I doing? There's nothing else to do. It's just so hard to put together a routine right now, and I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. Do we just have awards left? Yep. Do you want to go first? Well, my yes queen was OU football representing the draft. Three quarterbacks, first rounds. My yes queen, um, it's going to go to Bill, Belichick, Bill Belichick's dog. Oh. That was the cutest picture. And, like, I feel like 
he was really in there. He's like, look, we got rid of Tom. Bill's out. I'm in charge now. Because <laughs> so he cute. just, it was a complete takeover, and I was here for it. He just Draw content slid, always. Yes, he just slid into Bill's chair, and he's like, I'm ready. New England's on the clock. Let's get this draft on. And it was so cute to me. It was perfect. Dog content always. All dogs, all the time. <laughs> Cats, too. Like, yes. just, can I see your animal? Thank you. <laughs> and then my oh, honey, was to myself because I'm being an ostrich. I mean, you'll get in there. Three and episode three and four were not hurtful to me. I was super into it. I'm gonna have to get in there with five again. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be okay. My oh honey, we did get a decision on the Red Sox investigation, and I don't know what I was expecting. I also understand <laughs> that the proof that they have against the Red Sox is so minuscule in comparison to the proof they have on the Astros. I'm completely aware of that. But in all of that, replay operator JT Watkins is suspended for the 2020 season. Boston loses a second round pick in 2020. And then Alex Cora was suspended for 2020, but only due to conduct with the 2017 Astros when he was the bench coach. So they didn't bust him for anything with Boston. I guess, like, in theory, I'm okay with that because they're saying that the evidence, there wasn't much. But I kind of don't like that they just put the replay operator out there. Like, he kind of took the brunt of it, I guess. And I'm just still mad at Alex Cora for all the Astros stuff. Yeah, I don't really know what we were expecting. I think, like, why this is my oh, honey, not so much because the Red Sox didn't get punished. If they didn't do what the Astros did, obviously they don't deserve a harsh punishment. But I'm just still so let down by all the Astros stuff that it just all kind of ties into one big cheating scandal, oh, honey. And I'm still just not happy. Not happy, Brenda. No. No. Ma'am? What? Do you have a pinky power play? My pinky power play is, as much as I am upset about it, at the same time, I kind of like it. And it's to the NFL for being like, you know what? We're just going to do whatever we want, whenever we want. We're going to release schedules. We're going to keep things moving. And I feel like that that's kind of wild where everybody else is being, like, kind of cautious. But I feel like that they're trying to set a precedent. I don't know if I agree with it yet or not because of the way <laughs> things are going. But yeah. I do feel like it's worthy of a pinky power play. I do like the consistency. Yeah. Like, it was yes, nice to look forward to like the draft and then we had the draft and then we got to look forward to the schedule and we got the schedule. Yeah. Like it's, it's been nice. A consistent man is a blessing. My pinky power play. 
I'm going to need people to just reference this moment when people say that I'm an angry Yankees fan, okay? Because this isn't easy for me to say, but kind of like with the OU quarterback stuff, credit where credit is due. The Red Sox apologized to every Major League Baseball owner, including the Dodgers and Yankees, for sign-stealing scandal. And I feel like when they didn't even do near what the Astros did, and they could apologize, and meanwhile the Astros are like, the commissioner gave his report, I'm like, blessings, I see you. And that's pinky power play. Yep, all the way. I'm still waiting for the Astros to be like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. We see how that was kind of not cool. Yeah, we see how some of our behavior could be viewed as shady. Yeah. That's a good one. What are you Tim Tebow about? I'm just excited that we're finally to the point where we can hypothetically, Roger Goodell, talk about (laughs) sports again. You know, it's nice to see them trying to put together some plans. I know that we're still kind of in this window where nobody knows when – Anything's going to come back, but I like that we're far enough out of it that we can talk about it and kind of get a plan together. I like that we have a plan to get a plan, I guess. The plans to start the plans hypothetically. Yes. They will be hypothetically discussed, Roger. (laughs) You can't stop us, okay? We can literally do whatever we want. (laughs) You can't stop us, okay? We can literally do whatever we want. That's what Trevor Plouffe did. Did you watch that Talking Baseball episode? No. So I only got to watch a little bit of it. And I can't remember what team he used to play for, but he is an ex-MLB player. And he is on Talking Baseball with my two Talking Yanks guys. And he just, he put it out there. He said that he is hearing from some players that he's been in contact with that baseball will be back on June 10th for, I guess, a second spring training. Yeah. I feel like it was a bold move to like put that out there. I did see that. I did see that. I'm kind of like hanging on to that. So I hope he's not wrong. Trevor. Don't don't lie to me, Trevor. Yeah. So... Just don't lie to me, Trevor. Don't what if it's it actually true, though? Yeah. Make it real. 